Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, March 8th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's Big 12 Tournament Week, and we're talking Kansas today, but not Jayhawks basketball. The Les Miles story regarding allegations of sexual harassment while he was LSU's coach has dominated the headlines for several days. Miles is now on administrative leave at Kansas as KU officials sift through all of the information. Miles' football future at Kansas is in question, and perhaps so is the man who hired him, Athletic Director Jeff Long. On today's show, beat writer Jesse Newell, who's been covering KU for most of the last 20 years, joins us to talk about the news at Kansas and the potential fallout for the program if KU finds itself looking for another football coach soon. We'll talk Big 12 tournament later in the week, but today let's get going talking Les Miles and KU football with Jesse Newell. Jesse, my thought about having uh, talking to you this week uh, was involving KU fo- basketball, right? It's it's Big 12 tournament week, and uh, we we're going to assess uh, assess the Jayhawks' chances in Kansas City as the number two seed, and maybe we'll get to that in a little while. But those aren't the stories you've been working on for the last several days. No, you've been covering football and not spring practice. No, no, no. Uh, you've been covering less miles and investigations and allegations and all sorts of stuff. So let's let's get up to date where, where things stand now. I guess the latest piece of news um, in, in, from from the Les Miles story was a response from his attorney, and, um, uh, and, and which which basically said that uh, um, look, Les uh, was. Uh, you know, was not um, he didn't get in trouble at LSU for the you know for the allegations of of sexual harassment back in 2013, and um, and he said also said that Kansas knew about a lot of this when when Jeff Long, the athletic director, hired him. So, uh, am I, am I up to date on 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 the latest news of uh, of Les Miles and KU football? Pretty close, yeah. So it's obviously been. A busy last few days. I think the only thing I would clarify about the lawyer statement is you sort of have to read between the lines of what he's actually saying here. And right now, this is posturing. I mean, this is what lawyers do when, you know, potentially it looks like right now you put a guy on administrative leave. I'm sure, Blair, you, this calls to mind for you, like what happened to Mark Mangino in 2009. And yep. it normally indicates the beginning of the end. But Les Miles has about $8 million left on his contract. So if you're Les Miles' lawyer, you're trying to sort of fire back in the media and trying to, you know, make it so it's much more difficult for Kansas to settle this thing without paying him millions of dollars, you know what I mean? And, and not have to take this thing to court, kind of like uh, Katie previously did with David Beatty. But what Les Miles' lawyer said, uh, and I think it's important to go ahead and note exactly what it was, he said that Kansas had, quote, significant information about the Taylor report Taylor Porter report ahead of its release. So if we think back here, the Taylor Porter report originally came out in 2013. It was covered up. You know, nobody had access to it. USA Today sued for it. But then it was released to the public last week. So it could be that Les Miles' attorney, in a very smart way, is basically saying, KU had access to information from that report before last week. They knew it was coming, and they did not put Les Miles on administrative leave then. Not necessarily that they knew about it, 
before he was hired in 2018. So again, very particular wording, but it does make a difference. What he did say in there is he said that uh, Kansas did, he did claim that Jeff Long and Kansas did their due diligence on Les Miles before he was hired. So um, that kind of speaks to the point that we're also talking about here, which is, you know, did Kansas know? How much did they know? And, you know, is Jeff Long responsible for knowing this again when it was under basically a seal and uh, LSU was trying to make it so that it wasn't public? So all those things kind of coming together at once. But yes, there are question marks about Les Miles' future. There are obviously question marks about Jeff Long's future as the AD. So a lot of things going on, a lot of juggling happening right now. But as of this moment, as we're speaking, only that, you know, Les Miles is on administrative leave. And um, right now, Jeff Long saying he, that he is. Uh, looking into the program there. We've linked to your stories uh, in the show notes and uh, and people certainly can go to kansascity.com to read them. And, and in those stories, you've referenced all the coverage of USA Today and the New Orleans Time Picayune and the Advocate. But just for the, since this is the first time you and I are talking about it, let's go back to 2013 to the, to the, um, uh, the alleged incidents that uh, we're talking about. Um, so, uh, Les is two years removed from appearing in the national championship game, right? The 2011 season. It's 2013 now. And he is uh, alleged to have uh, kissed a a student, a female student, uh, in a, twice in a parked car and suggested that they end up going to a, you know, to a condo or a hotel room, his condo or a hotel room. And, um, and uh, so trauma, the, the woman's traumatized. Les Miles and this woman reach a settlement, and and that's um, none of that is ever known uh, at, at the time, except by um, Joe Oliva, the L- the LSU athletic director, who uh, thought there was enough there to uh, to suggest to the LSU uh, president at the time that uh, that maybe LSU should no longer or uh, Miles should no longer be the LSU football coach, even though things are still going pretty good for. For miles and that uh, in the LSU program at the time. So, um, there, there now there was there was another um, incident with another female. How about take describe that one, Jesse? Yeah. So, really, you have three different women that came forward. The third of which isn't being discussed much because basically she said that she had gotten text messages and messages from Les Miles. Thought that it was sort of strange, but didn't really have much to say other than that didn't think they were inappropriate but the first woman you spoke of uh so she came and she made allegations against les miles saying that he had done something to her when the two were alone so um basically came forward got a meeting with miles and there were multiple lsu employees at the time that said she was traumatized or looked traumatized and basically just kept repeating to les you know what you did to me you know what you did to me So that was the first one. And at that point, LSU athletic director Joe Oliva basically set up some rules for Miles to say, hey, you can't have contact with student workers. Uh, You know, you can't message them anymore, all those sorts of things. So then shortly after that, that's when the second one came forward, which is what you spoke of earlier, which is um, this woman claimed that Les Miles texted her, sent Facebook messages to her, uh, picked her up when he was alone in his car said in a parked car on campus, alleged that he kissed her twice. Now, Les Miles has denied those allegations, but uh, she also said that, yes, he had suggested that they either go to his condo or to a hotel room as well. Uh, Again, those are all allegations that Les Miles 
does not say happened, but at the same time, that is where Joe Oliva then uh, came forward with his email and said to the Universe Press and basically saying, hey, this happened one time. I warned Les Miles. I told him to, to cut it out, basically, and then it happened again after that. So that's why I feel like there's potential here to fire him with cause because he had these things said to him and he still ignored those rules and went and did the same thing again. So that's kind of how that timeline plays out. And like you said, all of this is stuff from you know 2012 2013 so it is a long time ago but now that it's made public and the light and the perception of it you know it puts KU in a very difficult spot well yeah it does um okay so why Joe Oliva knew about it um why um why wasn't this a, a you know why weren't these allegations public then yeah so uh LSU hired that Taylor Porter a law firm to go over and investigate them. At the end, Taylor Porter, um, their finding with it was that the claims that were made, they basically said they could not determine what happened in that car, and the claims that were made, they could not find rose to the level of sexual harassment. So basically at that point, um, this file was sort of tucked away and everyone was made aware at the time that they were going to try to keep this thing under seal to sort of protect Les Miles, uh, and obviously his attorneys have fought to do that in the meantime as well. They even went to as far as to, in the report, to put X's in Les Miles' name uh, instead of saying Les Miles, just in case some random open records request, you know, would have popped up and, and had that thing uncovered. So this latest report, which came out, which is from a different law firm, uh, Hush Blackwell, they went over all of the Title IX ramifications of this, and their finding was that this thing should have risen to the level of sexual harassment. So their finding was different than what the original law firm said. The other part that kind of complicates these things is that second woman that we talked about, you mentioned that Blair signed a settlement agreement with Les Miles. So obviously you would assume that she wanted to not be public and also she wanted you know, a sum of money to have a non-disclosure agreement. So it makes it a little bit more difficult when the woman involved in all this, and rightfully so, if she chooses that she wants to remain anonymous, you sort of have to follow along with that as well. So a lot of complicating factors, but I would kind of point to that Taylor Porter report originally saying that what happened did not rise to the level of sexual harassment. And again, that is something that the second law firm came back and said that that is a finding that they did not agree with. So does Les Miles' attorney have a point that um, uh, that uh, look that Miles should uh, that he, he questions why KU even put Miles on administrative leave and and um, and there shouldn't be any question about Miles continuing as the Kansas football coach? Um, <laughs> you know, it's probably not for me to to totally decide. I mean, I think like I said earlier, I think it's posturing. I think it's what lawyers do. So I think the point he's trying to make is. I'm sure what happened was when all this stuff started to come down, Jeff Long went to Les Miles and his attorney and said, hey, what's going on? I want some information. And they couldn't share it yet, but they could say, hey, here's some stuff we can get to you and share this and say, hey, here's, an, here's a heads up of what could be coming. And so if you look very closely at the KU releases from last week, they talk about how KU did not have access to the documents, that they did not have access to the reports. So basically that language sort of, could lead you in the direction to say that while KU is not saying it didn't have awareness of what was going on or what potentially was happening, it didn't have access to the documents, even if it was talking to Les Miles' attorney and Les Miles at the time to try to figure out what the heck was going to be in these reports. 
So I think what it's basically trying to do is it's it's trying to get some leverage here because again, Les Miles is in a very tough spot here. The uh, the court of public opinion on this one sort of seems to have already ruled. You know what I'm saying? And so it's going to be very difficult for him to remain the coach at Kansas. However, there is that sticking point that he is owed eight million dollars on his contract. And if you look back, KU tried to fire its last coach for cause to get out of his buyout, and that did not go so well. Uh, many things came out in depositions and that thing dragged on for, you know, over a year. And in the end, you know, KU was out more money than it would have been if it had just paid David Beatty his $3 million. It paid $2.55 million to him and then paid uh, more than a half million dollars in legal fees. So again, this is sort of a, a, an awkward, delicate dance that both these sides are having right now. I think what Les Miles' attorney is trying to argue is if they presented this, let's say two weeks ago to Kansas and said, here's some of the findings that are going to come out, even without the document, he's saying, why did KU not put him on administrative leave then? All they're doing now is putting him on administrative leave because there's a lot of media blowback. However, I think there is probably, you know, rational minds can say, well, yes, now that everything is out there and now that the public has access to it and now that KU has access to it, they obviously could have the, the right and reserve the right to change their mind and put him on an administrative leave then. So it's sort of a semantics argument from both sides right here, but the ultimate end goal is that both sides are trying to grab as much leverage as they can so that they can uh, not settle things that are not in their bent, best interest. And again, KU's trying to save money in the middle of a pandemic when it doesn't have much. Les Miles is trying to get a bunch of money when uh, obviously some things are stacked against him. So this happened in 2013, the allegations, uh, the, or the alleged incidents. Uh, so in 2014, Les Miles goes eight and five at LSU. And of course, that's, uh, um, that is below expectations, having coming off uh, four straight double-digit victory seasons, including the, like I said, the 2011 uh, game in which they, they went to the national championship and lost to Alabama. Uh, in 2015, he goes nine and three, a little bit of a bounce back, but still, I think the fans are restless there. And of course, in 2016, he splits his first four games. I remember they, that was the year they opened against Wisconsin at, uh, at Lambeau field and lost that game. So the LSU gets to two and two and Les Miles is fired at that point. And Ed Ogeron comes aboard. And of course, Ogeron has been there since. And of course, and some of this, um, is, some of this, uh, these reports, um, of allegations later continued under uh, under the uh, Ed Ogeron regime at, at LSU. Um, but anyway, Les Miles is out of a job for all of 2016 and 2017. Kansas hires him in 2018. Jeff Long comes aboard as athletic director and hire, hires Les Miles. And, you know, you don't have to uh, just Google, you know, Les Miles hires um, – uh, Jeff Long hires Les Miles to to get details about that. All you have to do is go to ESPN Watch and and uh, and, and watch the reality show of, um, of of the courting process of Les Mi of of Les Miles by Jeff Long. It it really is a. You think back on that time now, Jesse, and you just wonder um, what you know when when did when did this these two parties agree to come together, right? When did uh, Jeff Long decide to hire Les Miles? And, 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 and as you mentioned earlier, how much did Jeff Long know about the, the, uh, the allegations at LSU when, um, you know, when he was, when he was courting Les Miles? Yeah. So we'll have a story coming out here soon, Blair, where I, I take a look, a deep look at all this and kind of bringing all these parts together, which you're talking about. 
Um, I think it is relevant to speak about the Miles to Go documentary. Um, and also, when I'm speaking about this, a lot of this information comes from these depositions, which I spoke about, came about because KU didn't pay David Beatty his buyout money. So Jeff Long and former uh, chair of the Williams Fund, which is KU Athletics Fundraising arm, Matt Beatty, both were put under deposition under oath and had to answer questions you know, from lawyers. So if you go back to that time, a couple of things. Um, Matt Beatty says in his deposition that he believed that Les Miles was the candidate for Jeff Long from day one. The number one candidate from day one was his quote in there um, and said he had talked to Matt Beatty about, you know, in the office about how donors would react to Les Miles from, you know, one of the first days on the job. Remember, Jeff Long's first day was August 1st of 2018. So when Matt Beatty is saying that his, you know, his thoughts were with Les Miles from August, we're talking about from literally the day he steps on campus. So there's that part of it. And then you mentioned the Miles to Go documentary. Jeff Long actually admits in the deposition that KU went out and hired the JAM associates who went out and shot the Miles to Go. It was a Fayetteville, Arkansas company. So it was a company and a, an owner that Jeff Long was very familiar with from his time at Arkansas. He built a relationship. Um, the guy is a talk show host down there uh, in Arkansas, Fayetteville. So they had hired this company to shoot the documentary. And Jeff Long admits in the deposition that the film crew was at Les Miles' house before he was hired at Kansas. So um, Jeff Long claims in the deposition that the film crew was making a very educated guess. They figured in case it happened, it would be good to have that footage. Um, obviously, David Beatty's lawyer was very much pressing him on that, saying, you're saying out of all the 100s, hundreds of coaches that are eligible for the job out there, they just ended up, ended up in Baton Rouge uh, with the guy who ended up getting the job. So there are a lot of questions there. However, I do want to state this. Um, there is a possibility that this information would have been very hard to find. Now, Jeff Long was an AD in the, in the SEC when Joe Oliva obviously was LSU. So obviously a colleague AD, I'm sure he talked with him before he hired Les Miles, but we're talking about a report and a settlement that was buried and only really uncovered once there were lawsuits from USA Today and even emails sent out to basically warn guys like Joe Oliva at LSU that this thing needs to stay under seal and no one needs to talk about this because uh, this is a confidential matter. It needs to be classified information. So um, you're kind of left in the balance of those two things, Blair. Um, there is a lot of evidence that Jeff Long was dead set on hiring Les Miles as his next football coach, even from the first day that he stepped on KU's campus. But how do you, you know, weigh that against the fact that what is being alleged now sure seems to have been, there was a major effort taken to hide that from the public view, and now it's only come out eight years later. So again, there's some truth in the middle there. I, I don't know exactly what that is, but it seems like both of those, we can kind of understand that there is some nuance there to say, hey, you know, potentially Jeff Long was very excited to hire Les Miles and thought about this a lot, even before he had fired David Beatty. But at the same time, there might've been difficult to find some of these allegations because of the sensitive nature of that topic. And because it was many, many people were very, trying very hard to keep that from the public view. You mentioned uh, Matt Beatty, no, no relation to uh, former KU football coach David yep, Beatty. Spelled differently, yes. Good to say that, too. Okay, hey, let's take a break, Jesse. When we come back, I want to ask you something ge uh, just generally about Kansas football. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners 
unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. And we're back with Jesse Newell talking Kansas football and the Les Miles saga with KU. Jesse, how, how, how long have you been covering the Jayhawks? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, not just for on, us, but for but for other publications. Off and on a long time. So, I mean, I covered them off and on in college. So that'd be from 2002 to 2006, and then I went back to the Lawrence Journal World and was covering KU starting in 2008. So, uh, actually, it was yeah, 2008, 2009. So it was the year after all the Orange Bowls and national championships <laughs> and such. So yeah, so it, I'm getting old, but. Um, consecutively now for about 13 years and uh more than that i guess about 17 so the um so, so you have covered kansas football in the the worst of times uh, to be <laughs> just to i can't, can't think of a we can we can make fun of it but look I, I don't i don't like making fun of you know of college teams those are look those are you know teenage and early 20s kids and and their parents have invested a lot of emotion and everything into their program but it's been a it's been a downtrodden program since really since Mark Mangino left and coach after coach has come through and we can certainly argue the merits of 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 the hires not just of the of the coaches but the athletic directors but um and and controversies as well you mentioned the you know the, the David Beatty departure and, and now what, what we have with Les Miles I don't know. I guess I'm I'm trying to put it all into a little bit of perspective here. That it's um, if if you're a if you're a Kansas football fan, uh, you have been you know you just have been beaten down year after year uh, with you know with uh, the the lack of success and the you know on the field and now the way these um, you know the, the, what's happening now and, and what's happening with the way that uh, that David Beatty departed. So, I guess Jesse, the, the the question would be, um, if how much longer because of this, it, what's what's the potential for Kansas football football tail spinning to continue? Um, I think Les Miles has actually done a he he's had the right idea about recruiting at Kansas to to get high school classes in there and not go the junior college route, the, 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 you know, the method that sank David Beatty and Charlie Weiss before him. And, um, and so they've had, Kansas has had some good classes, but just when, you know, they make maybe a little bit of progress on that front, this happens and it threatens to, you know, to, you know, just unravel whatever accomplishments Kansas has had. They didn't have any on the field last year. They were winless, but um, anyway, I thought, I thought the idea was correct uh, for trying to build the program. And now I, I just, I, I don't know where it goes from here. Well, here's the number one thing to know, Blair. The timing on this could not be worse. I mean, there is literally not a moment in NCAA history 
that could be worse timing than right now for Kansas. And the reason for that is because of COVID. And because of COVID, everybody gets a free transfer. Okay? Everybody. You can go anywhere you want, and you can be there and play there immediately. That's because of COVID and, and what's happened there. So think about this for Kansas. You're mentioning, you know, we talked about, hey, Les Miles might not be the coach very much longer. You know, okay, you might have to look in another direction. But you just said it. I've talked all this time about all these coaches ran into the same problem. No one wanted to pay the bill for the charge that the previous coach had left. And you're absolutely correct. Les Miles came in and said, I'm paying the bill. I'm going to take all high school guys. I'm going to get the most talented guys I can get. I'm going to build this thing the right way. And for two years, I'm going to get my teeth kicked in. And it's going to be ugly. But on the back end of it, year four, year five, it's going to look a lot better for Kansas football. It's going to look a lot, you know, potentially they were hoping like the Mark Mangino years where they built it up with high school guys, had guys in the program, good redshirt sophomores, redshirt juniors, those sorts of things. So, yes, the future was looking bright with that. But now it doesn't potentially because, I mean, Kansas, last time I checked, their 2020 recruiting class was third in the Big 12, according to rivals. Blair, they went 0-9 last year. How, does that, how are they recruiting better than Iowa State or K-State or any of those teams? Like, that's ridiculous. But now it could all completely fall apart if, you know, they don't bring in the right guy and, and the players feel like they're being left on an island here because all of them, the talented ones, the good ones, can immediately transfer elsewhere, go home, and decide to go to a school, and all those schools will take some of these players that are pretty darn good. So this is really delicate uh, for Kansas. You know, if you get rid of Les Miles, who do you replace him with? Do you go the interim route? And this is the reason I think interim makes a lot of sense. If you put somebody in there that has been, you know, with the program, that can keep the continuity, they can get them through the 2021 season, it can buy you some time and potentially what this program needs most is to keep these talented guys they work so hard to get because otherwise, like you said, now you're kicking your window down the road again because if they lose half their roster, I mean, Blair, there could be a point if, if one domino becomes two, becomes three, and then everybody starts leaving, they could be left with half a roster. So, I mean, that really, it, it would be the worst case of all worst case scenarios, but because of COVID and the pandemic and what the NCAA has done with that, it really is a very dire situation for KU football now, and that's why these next few weeks are very important because they made so many gains to bring in those talented players to lose them all in one fell swoop because of all this that's happened the last couple of weeks. Uh, that would really be a nightmare scenario, and as you said, it would put the program back another three or four years. I did see. I think I, I saw on your Twitter account this weekend that they picked up a commitment this weekend. They did uh, from an offensive line, a three-star offensive lineman in 2022. And what's fascinating about that is he just has a really close relationship with KU's new offensive line coach, Lee Grimes. Um, so, again, it's, it's the same sort of thing. A lot of times nowadays, which is smart, these kids are committing to their position coaches rather than to the head coaches um, because that's who is going to be coaching every single day. But it's, it's the same question and the same concept, which is if Kansas – let's say they go the interim route and then they hire a new coach after the 2021 season. Well, is that coach going to keep everybody in place or is he going to go hire his staff? And then the same thing happens. You know, you have the same machination, you know, repeating themselves over again, which is this great three-star offensive tackle who you have in hand and is ready to come play for you. Well, if your offensive line coach leaves the program, guess where he's going? He's going to follow his offensive line coach and you're starting over again with another recruiting class. So, yeah, all of this, I mean, I don't mean to sound like Debbie Downer over here, but it, it really, 
KU spent two years, as you mentioned, the best thing that Les Miles did was they recruited the right way. They didn't go after Juco guys. They tried to build this thing up the correct way through the program. And there is a real threat right now for all that, all that progress, all that to be lost here in a very short amount of time if KU doesn't handle the situation correctly. And so, yeah, it's kind of a danger zone at this moment. And it's, it's too bad for a program that, again, uh, really, really, really at this point after a decade needs something good to happen. It, it just doesn't seem like that, that's going to be in the cards here, not for the immediate future. Well, it's a fascinating story that we'll continue to pay attention to and certainly follow your reporting, Jesse. I appreciate you spending some time with us, and we will we'll get to basketball and the Big 12 tournament later this week. Thanks, Jesse. All right, thanks, Blair. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Jesse Newell for stopping by and talking KU football Links to his stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And what a time to subscribe. The Royals are at spring training. March Madness is here, and it's never not chief season. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That is kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.com kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, you send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.